Welcome to the Don't Trip on the Usual Travel Podcast from Beyond Our Experiences. My name is Anand. I have Rashmi here with me today. Hi, Rashmi. Hi. Which exotic place are we going to talk about today? In fact, today we won't discuss about a particular place. What we're going to be talking about uh, is a particular festival and how this festival is uh, celebrated in different parts of India. Anyways, this is the Dashera or Navratri season. So I thought let's uh, talk about Dashera and the different ways people connect with God in this country or the different ways of celebrating this festival in India. Ah, that's interesting. Durga Puja in the East and Ram Leela are versions that I've heard of quite a bit. And uh, why don't you tell us about the other versions? There must be quite a few other versions in a country as diverse as India, right? So everyone is aware about actually uh, Durga Puja, uh, about Navratri, about uh, the uh, Ram Leela or uh, Vijaya Dashmi, the way it is celebrated in North India. But if you travel across different parts of India, uh, this festival takes many different forms. Of course, the basic ethos remains the same. The basic ethos, of course, the basic essence is about a victory of good over evil. Uh, in some forms, it is uh, Shakti who's uh, really defeating the Asura or the demon. And in some places, it is about uh, Rama defeating uh, Ravana in the battle of uh, Ramayana. And in some other places, uh, though the essence is the same, but it is this narrative is different. Uh, it is celebrated in a slightly different fashion. So it's actually, uh, to my knowledge, there are more than 12 types of the Shara festivities. We'll of course talk about uh, uh, some of them today. But uh, I'm sure if we travel across the country, we'll find some more versions of this festival. And you're right, uh, the main versions are of course, uh, the one which centers around Shakti or Durga, uh, which is Durga Puja, which is celebrated in uh, West Bengal, Orissa, Tripura and parts of Assam. And the Vijaya Dashmi celebration, which is really the killing of uh, Ravana by Ram. In fact, there are some of the states uh, like Karnataka and Tamil Nadu. Like one state itself has two different types of Dashera and that too quite grand and very different in their uh, whole approach. Let's start with East India then. Right, so in East, it is predominantly as Durga Puja. And uh, like I said, it's West Bengal, Orissa, Tripura and Assam where it is uh, worshipping the Hindu goddess Durga. While it is a 10 days long festival, but uh, the festival is celebrated with great fanfare for the last five days. So in Sanskrit, it is called from Shashti to Dashami. And the last day, which is the 10th day, is the day of uh, Visarjan or really uh, saying farewell or sending off the goddess. So the idols are immersed in the river. So last five days are really uh, big and if you are in Calcutta by chance, I think you should not miss this, miss this festivity because the Puja Pandal experience itself is a very unique one. You know, Dashera or Durga Puja or Navratri actually uh, to my mind is a, is a festival which is about food, uh, which is about uh, feast, food, feast, uh, fasting in lots of uh, households there's fasting also during the day so and all these pandals they will have a lot of uh, thought into you know what should be the concept for this year so every year if you go to the same place where there's a let's say puja pandal 
you'll have a different theme and uh, it's really contemporary at times there are competitions which are just for pandal decoration then there are a lot of cultural programs which uh, take place during the evening for these five days uh, west bengal obviously uh, especially calcutta if i may say has uh, actually very interesting uh, tours built around these uh, durga puja pandal hopping so there are pandal hopping tours so typically you can book a cab with a local cab operator who will give you packages like morning 10 to evening 6 and uh, night 10 pm to morning 6 am and all these pandals have uh, the concept of bhog so you get food there plus because there are uh, there's a sort of fair kind of atmosphere so you'll have a lot of other food stalls you'll have a lot of uh, stalls which are selling handicraft uh, or items from the villages etc so it's, it's almost like a carnival so while it's the main uh, concept is about worshiping or offering prayer to the goddess but it's just like a it's like a you know big carnival which is like really bringing the whole city alive and out of their houses so that's uh, the best experience of course will be in calcutta and other parts of west bengal but yes if you go to places like uh, orissa tripura west uh, assam also uh, you'll find a, a version of durga puja which is not as grand as in calcutta but yeah with similar kind of uh, approach i guess when you talk about approach uh, there's one common underpinning under the whole thing you know like you said good over evil the victory of good over evil victory of light over darkness etc there's also a lot of philosophical uh, underlayering if you prefer you know for instance uh, this whole thing about the uh, a river kind of uh, being a metaphor for life itself where it starts off and it's extremely youthful and very naughty and fast in the initial stages of the river and as it comes down it keeps getting slower and slower the ganges the ganga for instance Uh, and then it comes out and empties out itself out into the sea being a kind of metaphor for life from birth to a very very joyful naughty fast youth and then a very slow paced languid uh, midlife and then death which is really emptying out into the sea and then again evaporation and coming back and the whole water cycle really coming out and uh, the essential cyclic nature of life and death and so on and so forth the hindu belief in the cyclic nature so to say and hence the significance of all the care that's taken in making the idol and the decoration and the celebration etc and then finally on the last day of the seraph destroying the idols by immersing it in water anyway how is it uh, uh, celebrated in the north of india so in north india of course it is uh, the celebration of uh, victory of lord rama over ravana Uh, one of the unique things in north india is uh, the ramleela in delhi uh, in uttar pradesh lots of places cities in uttar pradesh rajasthan etc ramleela is uh, performed by the uh, locals or local artists or in general local people ramleela basically is the narration of the epic ramayana with a lot of musical touch and performing arts uh, and it's a part of the shara celebration so uh, if you are traveling or uh, to one of these places you should not miss ramleela in fact uh, in new delhi ramleela maidan is known for ramleela it was actually started long back by uh, mogal emperor bahadur shah zafar who was a mogal king and after that it has been continuing so delhi ramleela maidan is pretty particular the other place uh, where it is really good is varanasi so varanasi has uh, this fort called ramnagar fort and 
just next to the fort this ramlila celebrations are done uh, and the entire setup in that place uh, looks like a miniature version of ayodhya so they uh, the stage lighting etc is uh, really very different from what it is in delhi so both the places are known for ramlila but with a very different kind of a touch of course what's also interesting in uh, north india is that uh, while uh, mostly it's about uh, vijayadashmi is about uh, you know or dashara is about uh, uh, this victory of uh, lord rama or is is related to uh, ramayana battle of ramayana however navaratri is also observed uh, in a different fashion so most of the people most of the uh, people in north india they'll keep a fast and on the ninth day which is navami they'll get these little kids and they'll worship them and they'll treat them with a feast etc and these uh, nine kids are basically the symbol of nine different avatars of uh, shakti goddess shakti or durga they call it kanjak in not pretty uh, popular or very commonly seen in delhi punjab haryana rajasthan these kind of places The other thing you should not miss out here is the uh, burning of the effigies of uh, Ravana, Meghnath, Kumbhakarna on the Vijayadashmi day. Of course, nowadays we have restrictions on the you know height of these effigies, etc. But uh, some twenty years back, it was really about a statue with a great, not a statue, I'll say, effigy which is ready to be burned uh, with a great height and three uh, very funny-looking faces representing Ravan, uh, Kumbhakarna. Ravan's brother and his son Meghnath and their effigy will be burned to uh, really commemorate the victory of Ram over Ravana. Is it only one version of the Ram Leela in the north? So yes, Himachal Pradesh has a very different version. I won't even say Himachal; it's called Kulu Dashera. In fact, Kulu Dashera is now almost like a international mega event, guys. So to say, what's interesting is it starts on the tenth day, which is your Vijaya Dashmi day. Remember, for all the other places, Vijayadashmi marks the uh, Visarjan Day or uh, the Day of Victory, and after that, the festival gets over. Here in Kullu, actually, it starts on the Vijayadashmi Day, and then it continues for the next seven days. So the again, this history of this celebration dates back to the 17th century. So it's believed that uh, uh, King Jagat Singh had installed a uh, you know idol of Raghunath on his throne. really stating that now the ruling uh, deity is raghunath or ram whatever you may say and he offers his throne uh, to the idol it is believed that uh, it was done as a mark of penance so he had sent a brahmin to ayodhya to fetch a idol fetch an idol of uh, lord rama from his birthplace and then it was brought to ayodhya and uh, it was installed on that throne now on this day what happens is uh, everybody every local every householder they'll carry different idols from their houses and they'll walk up to this uh, ground called dhalpur it's almost like all the other uh, gods and goddesses have come to meet lord raghunath uh, the idols also include the idols of hidimba so there is a hidimba temple in himachal and along with that there is also the idol of uh, sage jamadagni who's very uh, uh, revered in in himachal pradesh and there are lots of uh, stories or legends around him so everybody walks from their own houses to this one place of congregation 
of course the uh, royal families are involved everybody is involved and on the last day uh, so remember this festivity has started on the vijayadashmi day uh, while rest of the country uh, has said uh, you know curtains down to the festival it starts on that day and then goes on for seven days so on the seventh day as a symbol of burning of lanka or lanka dahan uh, what the locals do is they collect a pile of wood uh, some dry leaf etc and they burn it uh, just to uh, what should i say commemorate the uh, lanka dahan or uh, burning of lanka or whatever killing of ravana so kulu dashara that way is uh, very different from uh, ram leela or uh, durga puja or shakti puja that we spoke about so it's it's very very unique uh, though it's a part of north india i think it's very very unique in its uh, concept in its uh, uh, festivities and the way it is celebrated the story all of it that's very interesting i guess it's all about different versions of the story the ramayana itself right the base story being that shri rama moved in came in from ayodhya in the north of india and then he was wandering around in the forest at which time his wife gets kidnapped by ravana and, and taken to lanka and then shri rama uh, you know amasses a huge army and goes in out there and then there's a war and and it's celebrated as victory of good over evil uh, in india in the north of india i would assume there's a very different version in uh, sri lanka and i saw some of that when i was in lanka a very different version of the whole tale a very different version in cambodia in southeast asia or across southeast asia for instance there's a lot of the ramayana that's there in cambodia i found a fantastic depiction of the ramayana through puppet theater they call it the ramakian by the way in bangkok water all over the place all different versions and it's just one story with different perspectives you know like this jamadagni uh, say jamadagni that you just mentioned in kulu i uh, i don't know if you listen to it but i done a recent uh, podcast and a blog also on a small village called malana where i chatted a chance to pond which is now of course uh, uh, known for other reasons but uh, the history of the place was said jamadagni came out there and settled out there and then he there was a banasura who was a rakshasa demon king out there defeated him and that that they say the local state is the world's first democracy they formed two houses of parliament uh, one headed by and the judiciary was headed by said jamadagni and uh, um the operations or the administration was handled by this rakshasa who was defeated called banasura and so on it's it's really interesting how all these uh, tales come together to form what we uh, see as the tapestry of uh, india and its cultural fabric so to say anyway what other versions in the northern part of the country of the uh, dasera and the ramayana itself uh, not really up north but uh, if you come to chatisgarh uh, there is something called bastar dasera and this is like the longest period of festivity it lasts for 75 days and it's celebrated in uh, chatisgarh it's a it's a festival which is about nature it's about spirituality and about uh, devi danteshwari who's there uh, you know really the goddess who's worshiped by the tribals so this tradition was started by uh, king bastar king purushottam dev in around in around 13th century and unlike other parts of the country where we talking about goddess durga or shakti or mahishasur ravan etc here the focus is on nature worship also while yes the presiding deity is uh, devi dandeshwari but uh, it's also about paying your respect to the nature uh, to forest to your water resources all of it you know uh, we need to understand that uh, tribal population really looks up to forest as their uh, uh 
protecting or guardian deity you know, somebody who's given them livelihood and nurtured them for ages so there is worship of wood there is a throne installation for the devi there are a lot of festivities around the night there are musical performances there are processions which are taken out and everybody comes out dressed in the traditional attire and it's a very very different again uh, festival in terms of uh, how it is celebrated or what's the storyline and like i said uh, kulu dashera starts from vijayadashmi for the next 7 days and this is like uh, basar dashera which is for 75 days but what is really unique is the respect for nature and the need to protect it even if symbolically they are you know worshiping it like gods and goddess but i think the thought is correct then if you look at punjab uh, punjab in general is uh, is a state which practices sikhism you know we in general don't speak about uh, gods and goddesses when we really speak about sikhism because it's a very new religion uh, we speak about gurus religious gurus like guru nanak or guru tegh bahadur guru gobind singh etc but punjab also has a unique way of uh, celebrating its uh, dashera what's very uh, nice about this is obviously a they worship shakti as uh, someone who's uh, really uh, the mother mother goddess and is responsible for life in this universe and here again uh, like other parts of north india mm, people fast during the day time and in the evening there is something called jagrata which is which means uh, awakening and people stay up whole night singing devotional songs and worshiping the goddess and on the ninth day of course there is feast for these little girls again so that's mostly about east india uh, central india hills when you go down uh, south the actually uh, story changes a little the festivities look different uh, and the celebrations are uh, quite different but yes uh, like i said the basic concept is around uh, the goddess or ram tell me more about what happens in south india let's start with karnataka so karnataka in fact has two grand celebrations one is called the mysore dashera uh, which is of course uh, the more popular dashera and the knows about it and the other one is uh, the dashera which is celebrated in uh, the hill town madikeri everybody is known uh, aware of the space called kurg so kurg is in madikeri district so let's start with mysore dashera so mysore uh, in fact is uh, supposed to be named after this uh, demon mahishasur who was killed by chamundeshwari devi in mysore so there is a temple called chamundeshwari devi temple there so here again in uh, mysore dashera the basic festival is dedicated to the goddess shakti so the nine nights are called navratri which means nine nights and the last day is called vijayadashmi so on the 10th day it is obviously celebrated as vijayadashmi again the basic fact remains the same that spectre of kudu over evil now here if you have to really experience this you have to head to mysore because this tradition celebrates the warriors and the state fighting for good during this festival ritually you know worshiping the uh, weapons the sword the elephants horses 
alongside the goddess uh, in mysore there is a royal family which still exists there there is mysore palace and uh, the palace is lit for almost 9 days and that's uh, also quite a visual delight it's, it's quite a treat actually to the eyes so the ceremonies all the ceremonies and procession is uh, presided by the uh, current king of mysore when i say king of course it's basically is the member of the royal family now if you look at the history of this dashara uh, festival in uh, karnataka it actually had started with uh, the vijayanagara kingdom the krishnadevarais kingdom and it used to be a eight nine day affair for a long long time of course after they were defeated by the muslim rulers the festival actually had stopped for quite some time and then these wadiyars uh, of mysore they again started in the 18th century and from then on it has been continuing and if you want to by the way go to mysore dashara you have to really book stuff in advance i think is available this year of course unfortunately due to covid 19 Uh, all these celebrations across the country that we are speaking about will all be muted uh, but yeah when things improve i think this is one of the places which uh, should be in the bucket list item so the traditional dashara procession in mysore is known as uh, jambu sawari and it's held on the streets of uh, mysore city so this is basically the procession which is carrying the uh, goddess chamundeshwari devi on a you know golden mandapa on top of a elephant i've heard the dashara in madikeri in kurg near mysore is also very very different is it now basically madikeri dashara is also about worshiping goddess shakti but the way it is uh, celebrated is slightly different uh, so of course in mysore we were talking about chamundeshwari devi here we speak about uh, mariamma in fact you have uh, four temples of uh, Mariamma who is the uh, presiding deity for this place and it is again a 10 day affair uh, it starts with you know really creating these uh, uh, four vessels decorated vessels which have rice which have nine types of grain holy water and they are called karagas so the priest will actually carry these karagas uh, to different households uh, and then there are ten mandapas which are you know erected and these mandapas are basically uh, narrating the tales from let's say mahabharata or ramayan and these mandapas are really so huge you know each mandapa will be 20 25 feet of high feet of height now story is that you know many centuries back the entire uh, district was suffering from a disease and the king decided to start the mariamma festival and it's believed that after he started uh, worshiping uh, goddess mariamma a lot of people were cured so from then on it has been a tradition and uh, the big fanfare or the big uh, highlight of this whole festival is i think during the 9th uh, day which is when this procession of mandapas starts so during the beginning of the festival of course these uh, karagas or the priests are carrying these uh, vessels or karagas which are filled with uh, grains etc etc and they visit different uh, households uh, to get the blessings and give blessings to people but on the ninth night during the dashara festival these 
mandapas will start moving so the procession of mandapa because mandapa itself has been created with uh, so much of uh, bigness and grandeur etc it's very attractive to watch these idols moving from one place to another there is a story each one has a theme there is a musical band attached to each uh, mandapa so there's music and everybody is out of the house so it almost looks like the entire city has congregated at uh, one place or by the road to see this procession going so that was about madikeri with dashara so if you see mysore and madikeri are not really very far they're probably 150 kilometers away from each other they're all both a part of karnataka uh while yes the presiding deity is goddess shakti here but very different approach of how it is being celebrated one has a royal touch with elephants and uh, weapons and royal family coming in and the other has a touch of uh, really the um, goddess being as a protector and hence uh, worshiping the local deity and really praying to her for well being and how about tamil nadu how are the celebrations there any different So Tamil Nadu has actually uh, two interesting places that I can talk about. One is this uh, Bommai Kollu in uh, Chennai mostly, which is basically the festive display of dolls. Uh, we have a version of that in Karnataka also. It's called Bombay Happa, and even in Andhra, uh, there is uh, Kollu, which is a similar version of uh, display of dolls. These all these dolls display uh, there that are on display. They narrate a legend from. you know ancient hindu epic or it's about a folklore uh, nowadays there are contemporary to- tales also which have become a part of uh, the dolls display which is very nice you really trying to you know uh, show your respect or really create talkability for talkability for someone who's done something good so that's something so if you go uh, to chennai or walk around the streets of chennai you'll find so many dolls which are uh, really on display yeah. these dolls are made by the local artisans they're all made by clay made of clay uh, and <coughs> you'll have characters from mythology sometimes you'll have some sports personality etc then the other very very different uh, looking dashera is uh, in a place called uh, kulashekarapatnam this town is uh, almost 50 55 odd kilometers away from tutikoran so when we talking about chennai we talking about these you know good looking dolls made up of clay who represent some character from mythology or maybe some contemporary uh, person who's done very well here it is actually about goddess durga uh, or actually kali i would say so this is again uh, this town is named after the king his name was kulashekara pandian here people come from different parts of tamil nadu actually So one of the traditions here is to dress up like goddess Kali. So here the festivity is actually while it is a nine-day affair, but people who want to uh, really be a part of this festivity, they start almost uh, a month in advance. So here also you have a localized version of story of uh, goddess Durga and Mahishasur. So here the Mahishasur is called uh, Magishasur. and uh, similarly there are stories of how the devi had killed the asura and that's how this started 
so one of the things that you'll find very unique is that a lot of people who are a part of this festivity will be dressed like uh, goddess kali and some of them will have some uh what is it artificial uh, false arms etc etc also to represent uh, durga they would have painted their face sorry uh, goddess kali and they would have painted their face accordingly now please note that uh, kali puja is celebrated on a very different day in west bengal or orissa assam etc where it is during diwali here it is during the shara time so that's how it's very different from what happens in other part of the city uh, other part of the country then there is something called uh, uh, battu kamma in hyderabad uh, and other parts of uh, andhra and telangana also it's again celebrated for 9 days uh, during uh, navratri so battu kamma in telugu means uh, mother goddess come alive so the goddess gauri or parvati is actually worshiped in the form of battu kamma and battu kamma is followed by a festival called uh, bodamma which is again a seven day festival which marks the end of uh, rainy season so if you go to a local uh, household in andhra pradesh or telangana so you'll find this battu kamma has been created which is basically a beautiful flower stack which is arranged with different unique seasonal flowers uh, and lots of these flowers will uh, be those which have medicinal value uh they'll be arranged in seven you know concentric circles and batukama is uh, actually celebrated as a festival of life and it is celebrated to thank uh, goddess parvati for her blessings for the crop harvest and for the prosperity that she's brought to the village so that's andhra and then you have kerala kerala actually is uh, very different because uh, here uh, during the shara it's actually a sort of uh, saraswati puja where books are kept uh, away for two days and you're worshiping your books you're worshiping goddess saraswati to bring in literacy again it's a form of goddess worship and uh, i would also consider uh, literacy as a victory of good over evil because not having education is uh, as good as you know being in the dark uh, plus there is also uh, a concept of uh, worshiping all your machineries uh, cars weapons etc so in parts of uh, east india we have vishwakarma puja which is celebrated at different point of time because vishwakarma is considered as the uh, engineering god of india and we end up worshiping all these appliances your vehicles machineries etc here it is during that time so these were some of uh, the versions of dashera that's uh, celebrated in different parts of the country uh, but i'm sure there are many many more if we uh, go down to each and every state these are some of the places that i've been to and i'm kind of relaying from my memory what i've seen over a period of so many years wow that's quite a feast of experiences and diversity are there any that you have missed out is there any others that are of uh, worthy of uh, note one of the places i missed out of course is uh, gujarat so gujarat celebrates navratri but uh, this is a navratri with 9 uh, days of their traditional dance form dandiya and garba so while they worship the goddess for all 9 days they really dance through the night everybody is dressed to kill they dress up in the traditional attire they congregate in in a ground and there are so many places which are really you know cordoned off and 
it's a dandiya ground or meant for dandiya night garba night etc and everybody dances through the night they actually end up leaving in the morning only and what's other uh, very interesting thing about all these ashara festivities is food i think whichever part of the country you are going if you're going to uh, the east definitely try these uh, rasgullas and rolls and puchkas etc if you're going towards uh, uh, delhi or uttar pradesh do try all these sweets uh, do try all the local snacks i think it's it's really a, a time where you should uh, let go of all your calorie counting and enjoy the food you can later come back and exercise and balance it out but you should not miss out the food same is the case for gujarat same is the case for uh, mysore same is the case for tamil nadu so all these festivities or festivals uh, of course is a great time to try the local food also thanks rashmi that was quite an eye opener on the various ways in which the sadhas celebrated in india thanks for dropping by thank you so much thanks for tuning in to the don't trip on the usual travel podcast from beyond experiences till the next time take care stay safe and whatever else you do don't trip on the usual